You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Hey, what's up, everyone? I'm Matt Migaki, the vocalist of Cryptopsy and the host of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast, where I sit down with fellow metal musicians. We talk all about their lives and music while sharing killer craft beers. If you've ever wanted to sneak backstage and share a beer with one of your favorite musicians, well, Vox and Hops is the podcast for you. This week on the podcast, I dropped an amazing episode with Dom Grimao of The Last Felony, Ion Dissonance, and Cryptopsy. There is this episode and over 450 other ones to help you enjoy life, metal, and craft beer. So what are you waiting for? It's time to become a Vox and Hops head. Cheers! Welcome, everyone. I am Johnny Christ, and you're listening to Drinks with Johnny. Thank you so much for checking out the podcast. On this week's episode, I am joined by Phil Demel. Phil is actually the guitarist of The Wheel Blocks, which we just did a quarantine cover together of Iron Maiden's Aces High, as you probably know from last week's episode with Nita Strauss. Now, Phil has been uh, traveling for a long time, been a lot of done a lot of work. Um, one that you would probably know him from is Machine Head. Uh, we talk about his departure from there and how he picked right back up um, and got a call from Kerry King to fill in for Gary Hole of Slayer. Literally, like the next day, he after he departed from Machine Head, we talk a little bit about that. We talk mostly about our cover together of Aces High, which I'll play for you at the end of this episode. And, uh, you know, just so much more. Uh, he's doing uh, a lot of different uh, cool new projects. He's, re- he's relaunched violence that he has done. I mean, this was before Machine Head. And uh, they're, they're working on a new record. So this is a really cool thing. Uh, BPMD is another cover band that he has with uh, Mike Portnoy and a couple other all-stars. So I think you guys will enjoy our conversations about that. Um, he also is the owner of the Back Lounge Bar in uh, Northern California. Uh, you know, he has been doing this bar for a while and brings up other uh, all-stars of the music industry, and they do live covers in this place. I can't wait till the pandemic is over so I can actually join him and uh, do some of these things, share some drinks, play some shit together. It's going to be awesome at some point, so you should definitely check out if you're ever in the area Go check out the Back Lounge Bar. Um, and super cool, dude. We, we've known each other for many years. We talk about our, our original meeting and how we got together with Chris Jericho, Nita Strauss, and Josh V. And did this Wheel Blocks cover of Aces High. Uh, we recorded this about a month ago. Uh, and we talked about everything getting together and how cool it was and it just makes perfect sense that he's doing these collab jams as he's calling them and under the quarantine we can record from our respective uh, home studios and send them to each other Um, and it makes perfect sense because in his own bar he's been doing the same thing um, live and it just makes sense that he's been able to bring everyone together so it's kind of the brains behind the wheel blocks cover if you've already heard it great if not go check it out Um, it's available anywhere you stream music as well as on Chris, the video is actually on Chris Jericho's YouTube channel. You can find that as well as my own video. I did a little pop-up video of my own thing because I thought, I, I thought you guys would want to see my own version on our YouTube channel. We did a little pop-up video. It was, it, I had an absolute blast working with the, with the rest of these guys. Uh, it was super fun. Um, you know, he has this bar as well with another very close mutual friend that I haven't spoken to in a long time, Marta, the keyboardist from uh, Bleeding Through. She actually makes a cameo on this episode. And as you're listening to it, you might go, what are they talking about as she uh, steps in for a moment? Um, you can go to the Drinks with Johnny YouTube channel and see all the visuals of this. This was a video chat. I pulled the audio from it, put it together as I usually do. If you don't already know about it, Go check it out. Drinks with Johnny, the YouTube channel. Subscribe over there. Make sure if you're hearing this for the first time or you just forgot to the last couple times, subscribe to the podcast right here. Give us a five-star uh, review if you think we deserve it. If not, give us a, any other kind of review or leave us a comment, good or bad. I want to hear from it. It doesn't matter. I'm on like the 40th episode here, and I'm just going to keep going whether you like it or not. 
So just let me know. Maybe there's something I could change that you might actually like. Or after you subscribe to the podcast, you'll see the entire library of all the great guests that we've had. So make sure you go check out all those things. Um, follow us everywhere. I'll, I'll, I'll give you my whole spiel at the end. I think I've taken enough of your time on this intro here. But um, again, had a great chat with Phil and everything that he's been doing. His, his resurgence in the music industry after departing from Machine Head. Um, some really insightful stuff and some really un- uplifting conversation we had together. So, as I said, taking up enough of your time on this intro. Hope you enjoy it. Without further ado, I bring you Phil DeBell. What's up, everybody? I am Johnny Christ. This is Drinks with Johnny. Thanks so much for checking out the show. And thank you to Sweet Drop CBD Oil. That's right. Sweet Drop CBD Oil. There's a lot of uh, misinformation out there about CBD oil. Um, But if you head over to SweetDrop.com, there's no BS here. They tell you you how it is. Um, It's really just going to help kind of as a health supplement, some receptors in your brain that process food, um, as well as it can be a bit of a stress reliever in these very uncertain times. So I'm going to start it off this episode as I have for many now with a little blood orange from Sweet Drop. It tastes good, and guess what? If you head over to SweetDrop.com right now and use promo code DRINKSWITHJOHNNY, that's drinks with J-O-H-N-N-Y, you're going to get 20% off. It's a pretty good deal. So so just head over there to SweetDrop.com and uh, see what CBD oil can do for you. Now, on this episode of Drinks with Johnny, I am exceptionally excited um, I'm going to have the pleasure, uh, the pleasure, easy for me to say, to chat with somebody that I have not seen in many years in person. So without further ado, I give you Phil DeMel. How you doing, man? Good, man. How you Thanks been? Yeah. J-O-H-N-N-Y. <laughs> yeah, you know, you start doing podcasts. I started listening to other people do their podcasts. Everyone's got these... Uh, these these fun little ways of saying their names. So I figured I had to I had to step in that game. <laughs> I like it. You'll, you'll you'll add it to a jingle here pretty soon. Yeah. <laughs> so first uh, and foremost, we all uh, in this time uh, we always have to start off by asking, "How's everyone in your camp doing? Your family, your friends uh, amid the pandemic and uh, shit, the other social issues going on in the world today." Yeah, it's crazy, right? Um, Everybody here is healthy. Everybody's good. We're uh, we kind of clamped down when when we needed to. Uh, we own a bar, so we had to close the bar. We kept it open until uh, the governor said, "All right, time to shelter." That's when the shelter in place came in, yeah. you know. And so, yeah, California, you know, Gavin. So uh, we're doing all right, making the best of the downtime um, for the bar. It's been about renovating. We, uh, we've, we finished the bar top itself, so we got a nice epoxy top in there now. Uh, it's called the Back Lounge. I live in Dublin, California. So it's kind of a sports bar. So just to clarify, it's a sports bar in Dublin, California called... The Back Lounge. The Back Lounge. Everybody, if you're in Dublin, California, or just passing by, make sure you stop by Phil's place, the Back Lounge. Newly <laughs> remodeled by the time you get there. <laughs> You're staying busy, obviously. I mean, I'm sure you were hit pretty hard having to close the bar, but giving you a, a, an option to remodel and do that, um, I'm sure it's keeping you really busy. There's a lot of other things uh, I've seen that are keeping you busy right now, too. Let's just get into a few of those. You know, it, I, I saw that you're, you're, you, you're no longer with Machine Head as of 2018, I believe. Yeah, December. and so then you, you now you've started some other projects, including uh, the the BPMD uh, cover mm-hmm. cover band project. Um, <laughs> well, how did that come together, man? I know we got some mutual friends in there, um, but I just wanted to ask how is it just you know in passing you've met these guys over the years in Machine Head, and then you're like, hey, let's do this together, It'd be a fun project, or how'd that come about? Well, BPMD, which is Bobby Blitz, Mike Portnoy, Mark Mengi, and I'm the D. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Portnoy jammed on a record with you, right? So, yeah. Uh, but I've actually known Mike since about 1988, uh, my band that I'm in now, Violence. Uh, but we back in the original, you know, the 21-year-old Violence, me, uh, we were label mates when he was in Majesty, which became Dream Theater, you know, oh, yeah, so... Yeah. 
So we met when they were in Majesty, actually. And so we've kept in touch and always, you know, we're born the same month. You know, I'm only like three weeks older than him. We got a lot of similar interests. And uh, well, you don't look the- you don't you don't look older than him. I got to say, I, I I see Mike pretty often still, and I'm you know uh, L'Oreal preference number seventeen. Or something. Yeah, well, you got to We got we got to tell Portnoy to step up his game. Then if you're the older yeah. one, with it all. <laughs> beard you know so. yeah well he's, he's he's got the blue beard that he keeps going back to I, you know I, yeah. I get it i get it it works for him it works <laughs> for him but uh i i jammed some metal allegiance gigs with mark and mike and bobby was part of that too and uh mark wanted to throw together he list he was listening with his son listening to saturday night special by skinner you know and his son told him hey you should cover that and so uh mark knew that it wasn't uh, Metal Allegiance type of deal, but he wanted to reach out to some buddies and maybe just like, hey, let's do a cover record. Let's make it all 70s and we're all, let's narrow it down and challenge ourselves anymore and just only American releases from the 70s. Wow. <laughs> so we, we all picked two tunes and uh, we had two kind of group choices and it was super fun, man. We just went out to Mike's house and jammed out the drum tracks in a day. I came home and tracked rhythms in a day and yeah, so it's great. It's great being able to do a lot of this shit from our houses now, right? You don't have to go all get together in some studio in Hollywood or whatever it is on the East Coast, you know. Keep some money in your pocket. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that brings you to another thing too. You've been doing these uh, collab jams. I mean, it goes hand in hand with these covers you've been doing with uh, BPMD, mm-hmm. um, and th- it, you've done some really rad ones. And it's it I I believe it's only been under quarantine that you started doing these, right? I did, you know, uh, me and my wife, uh, you know, my wife, Marta from bleeding through, I do. she, uh, she had, uh, we'd always, we have a cover band when I'm at home. It's all my high school buddies and we play all the sing along journey songs, you know, what's on day love will, f-, you know, we just <laughs> all, we pack in a stupid dive bar and everybody's singing ACDC and Bon Jovi. And it's a lot of fun, man. I'll have to get you up for that. Cause I know you I'd like the rape. So I, I would love to. It'd be so much fun. I love doing that shit. So wait, uh, I get, I pull some people up from down south to come up. Uh, Henry and uh, Heidi from the Butcher Babies came up and played the last one, and Dave Root from Tesla. And we had a lot of local heroes to come and join us. But so there's this Allison Chain song called "No Excuses" that I always want to kind of jam out with her. And okay. We had the, we got the home studio here. We got a Pro, Pro Tools rig here, and so I just laid down some tracks, and she sang on it. And uh, it kind of morphed into the singing. I had my buddy uh, Eric Bass from uh, Shinedown. I reached out to him and said, "Hey, we need we need some need a bass player on this man, and maybe yeah. you know help us out in that sense." And it was super cool. So yeah, so I, just, I mean, it just seems like you're kind of in the business of putting together these super groups. I mean, how do I, I mean? Is it has so far has it all been uh, friends? from the past that you've done all this with, or has there been anybody new that you didn't know? And you're just like, Hey, I wonder if he'd come on and do this jam with me. Uh, besides, you know, you were kind of proxy through Jericho for what right. we did. And, uh, I mean, I met you in 2004, probably don't remember, but, Oh no, I do. I was going to bring that up. Don't worry. We're going to, we're going to bring that up. And our, uh, you know, at this time we already know that we've done a cover of aces high iron maiden. Um, and we're recording this. We haven't released it yet, but it will be released by the time everybody hears this podcast. Oh, so. Cool. Awesome. <laughs> so it's totally cool. We're going to talk about all, right. all that and we're going to talk about the first time we met. But, um, aside from me, has there been anybody else that you've reached out to that, um, that you maybe only knew in passing or maybe even less? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's all kind of like these different degrees of separation as we go. You know, I, uh, I did the one bad reputation with, I, I knew Lizzie Hales, uh, I knew Richie Faulkner, I knew Mike Inez, Dave McLean, obviously. And uh, so that was that was everybody I knew. Then it kind of grew into uh, the Michael Shanker group song that I did. I reached out to Johnny Tempest, I knew him. Then he had this like, let's get Graham Bonnet to sing on it, you know, and legendary singer. So I did not know Graham. That went through Tempest to reached out. So things kind of just finger out and, oh, hey, maybe I could ask this guy to you know, to do this one. And, uh, I knew, uh, Jeff Scott Soto, who's yep. from trans orchestra and he sang with journey and Ingway and 
uh, I did this one isn't out yet, but I'll you know it will be out by the time we talk. So it's, I did Loss of Control by Van Halen. Oh wow! So, I can't wait to hear that one. So I I knew Jeff was the perfect. He's awesome. You know, Roth does the Roth stuff, cool. And I'm all, we need a bass player, man. I'm gonna ask your buddy Billy Sheehan, and, and he did. I had jammed with Billy a couple of times and knew him kind of in passing, but that was a that was a real awesome get for that. Absolutely, but, Billy Sheehan, one of the greats of all time, man. That's that's, that's huge. But mostly, it, it's it's people that I'm kind of friendly with, and uh, I didn't know Dirk from Megadeth all that well for the Black Sabbath song that we did, but. Steve DiGiorgio from Testament knew him and reached out and grabbed him. Um, man, I didn't know Matt from Rancid, and I just put up one yesterday, Police Struck by the Dead I Kennedys. saw that. I wanted to ask about that because, uh, for me, I thought that was exceptionally cool. Um, Matt Freeman is, like, one of my biggest influences for bass playing of, like, all time. Like, like no awesome. shitting. It, he's, it's, like... Him and maybe two other guys that when I mention Matt Freeman, I don't even want to mention the other two because it doesn't really matter, right? Uh, right, right. And I've, I've had the pleasure of meeting Matt in passing on Warp Tours. Avenged used to be on a lot of Warp Tours in our early right. careers. So um, he's a great bass player, great dude. Uh, it's just fun because I've been watching Matt. I don't know if you're familiar with this too. Matt on Instagram has been putting out uh, old cut, uh, like not covers. He's been playing old Rancid songs and Operation IV <laughs> songs. So oh, he's right been on. doing that already, and then I'm looking at it, and it's, he does it in the same room for your guys' collab jam. So it's the same room, the same bass, he's been doing this other stuff, and he just got a big smile on his face jamming. Smiling throughout the whole thing. He was so stoked. Yeah. So that was that's a, that's a huge one, man. And then, like, we can get into uh, the, one, the one that you and I did, uh, Aces mm -hmm. High. You reached out to me through our mutual friend Chris Jericho. Um, right, who sings right. on this one as everybody knows and man yes. i just had a blast with it why why did you pick uh aces high and why did you pick out the guys that you did to put this thing together so i knew uh i know josh Balalta and uh, nita strauss they're mm -hmm. they're a couple but i meet josh big football guy so we talk sports and um so Nita had posted something on, you know, hey, this is super cool or something. Or one of them that I put up, I said, you're next, you know, <laughs> name a song. She's all maiden. You know, I said, all right. So I reached out to them uh, and I asked Josh, he's an amazing drummer, man. He's so sick. So I said, dude, you have to play drums on it, you know, and we're thinking about singers and I'm all mad. It's, it's up there. That last note is super high, you know, and so I. <laughs> We gotta get Jericho. Jericho would be perfect. Yeah. And then, so then Chris, I we're thinking about bass players and stuff, and hadn't really had anybody in mind yet. And because Harris, man, you know, you you gotta you gotta yeah. own it. And he, he suggested you, so I was I gotta be honest. I was like, hmm, hmm. <laughs> I this love this. Chops. Does he got the chops? And you were like, dude, you know, he's you you studied his bass lines and you you killed it, man. You did so good. I was oh, thanks, really. Man. Yeah, I appreciate it. I was I was excited it was Aces High. I, I I learned that song in high school and I was like, Oh, perfect. I already know that one. I mean I had to I had to knock out a couple of cobwebs to go back to it, but you know, it, yeah. <laughs> you know, it, Steve Harris is obviously another huge influence of mine. Getting to play his songs is um we did another cover years ago, um, for like a I think it was like a a Kerrang magazine cover of Iron Maiden oh, yeah. songs. We, we had Flash of the Blade back on. Yeah, you guys were on it too. Okay, um, be in. Yeah, that was a great, and I, I loved everybody's covers on that. I like we were in Europe at the time touring with Iron Maiden when that came out, so we were, like oh. listening to it. Yeah, it was really cool. So, okay, let me see if I can show you. Is it that one right there? I think so. What, what, what's the name of it? I can't. I can't read the name of it. Maiden. Maiden. Uh... Maiden Heaven, Kerrang, tribute to Iron Maiden. I think that was it. Yeah, I think that was the same one we were on. Don't hold cool. me to it. It was a, it was a few years ago, but <laughs> <laughs> as you can see, I've probably drank in a few of those memories. Yeah, away. you have the cobwebs out. I'm sure you have to do that. You know, yeah, quite every often. once in a while. Every <laughs> once in a while. No, but doing a doing a cover with you and uh, and Chris and Nita and Josh, I, I I had an absolute blast. It was great putting together our videos. Uh, those were. Yeah. Those are super fun for me. <laughs> yours, I, you need to put yours up just by its own, though. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, it's funny. Watching it. 
Yeah, I think I am actually. I got my uh, director here as, a, as I, and cameraman that helped me put it together. Um, and we have an idea. We're going to put it out just by itself on my Drinks with Johnny YouTube channel. Yeah. And have, uh, oh. and have like pop up video kind of facts about how we put it together. <laughs> it's going to be pretty funny because, uh, yeah, there's, there's a little, couple little tricks in there. Um, but you got if his, he said something at the end was just like, oh, man, you didn't, you know, we might have to do it again or you didn't nail that thing or something like that. Yeah, yeah, because we 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 had it in our head. We walked through it a couple of times. Um, uh, for those of you who haven't seen it, go check out our cover of Aces High with Phil, Chris, Nita, Josh, and myself. It's it's a great video. Everyone did a great job. Um, I was really happy to be a part of this one. Uh, but for my video of it, I just had my cameraman follow me around my house. And we kind of mapped it out a little bit, and then we just like went for it. We're like, we got to get it all in one take, though. We're not, we're not going to be editing <laughs> these things. It's got to be one fucking take. So I had to play the 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 cover without Chris's vocals on it yet. I didn't have the Chris's oh, vocals right. at the time. It was just actually I didn't have you on it either. I think it was just me, Nita, and Josh at the time. Right, I tracked late. Yeah, and then uh, I I threw on the click track, threw it on the speakers throughout the house, and just walked through and just like. <laughs> <laughs> and I had an absolute blast. So thank you. Thank you so much for having me be a part of that. I really, I really had fun. With you did it. like six shots or, and a beer or something. And you know, you couldn't have filmed it again. You would have been, you would have died. You're like, <laughs> well, I, so that, I, I'm getting to be a professional. I probably could have done it again, but the timing of the, of the cannonball at the end probably wouldn't have been as good. And the throwing of the base. Yeah. <laughs> you might've thrown the base of the pole and jumped on the mat. You know? Yeah. 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 I, I thought about, taking the bass with me at one point, but I was like, eh, be I thought you were going to do that. <laughs> but I thought custom inlays in the beginning, so I said, no, you won't jump in with that one. <laughs> that was a tune, that was, there's been a couple songs that I've done lately where I haven't, I haven't learned, I never learned Ace High before. Mm -hmm. So I was sitting down to track, kind of going, I had to hear what she played because there's a lot of harmonies in that, in that song. So I had to kind of discern the harmonies, um, and there's a lot of it's played to the click, but with the playing, sometimes with guitar players, you got to kind of ride that snake a little bit too. Oh. So you got to, especially when you're doing a song from Iron Maiden, uh, you know, like back when they were recording back in the '70s, as most musicians will know, when you're trying to transcribe it directly from the album, uh, right? They were a little loosey goosey with their uh, with their uh, 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 tempos back in those days. Yeah, we call it riding the snake. You got to yeah. ride. <laughs> yeah and even with the you have to you have to kind of see what, i needed a matcher you you go first you kind of set the tone so it's that was the tune that i had to kind of kind of learn and learn an adrian smith solo is no easy task and but it was fun man I, that one really came together good yeah no i'm really i'm really happy with it again if you haven't already check it out i'm sure they have but you mentioned uh that the fact that we met in 2004 before we obviously have gotten back in contact with each other um i do remember this it was in the mtv new york studios as i recall um a lot of people uh know from avenged we were part of this i don't know it was like the last push of hard rock or metal whatever you're gonna call it before they stopped really playing music they they had like this last push and um there was some more popular bands that were introducing some bands that haven't breaking through to let's call it the mainstream at the time. So we had like, we had the, our friends in good Charlotte introduce us to the TRL crowd. I can't remember who was it that introduced you guys to, uh, we were doing, uh, we were doing the headbangers ball. That's so what we were there. We were there with Josh. You guys did your segment and we were there at the same time. And then we came in after you guys did your segment. Yeah, that's what it was. I can't remember. Okay, so we did we did a couple of different things. We did the we did Headbangers Ball, and then we did the TRL thing. So I got them mixed up because it's that's in the same cool. fucking place. <laughs> yeah, kind of early. You're probably only half shit based at that point. Right? Yeah, you know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dude, there was a couple of times going in and seeing Josta in there, uh, and it's always early as fuck when they filmed. And I remember mm -hmm. like have. Not drinking that morning, mind you, but still from the night before going in and just being like, yeah, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to do too well here. I'm just going to sit in the back and let everybody else do the talking. <laughs> uh, that was cool, though. I mean, that, uh, is it Awake, Awake the Fallen or Awake in the Fallen? Or? 
Yeah, waking the phones when we started to get some recognition on Headbangers Ball, and then by the time we did City of Evil is when they were giving us time on like the TRL. Yeah, but shit. that record was out. That was like two thousand three or four when it we was did 2003 that. and four and then we did city vivo in five i believe right now that, that was a we we jammed that record a lot but you know that was the one where i was just who the fuck are these guys it was pretty cool i actually even wrote a riff god and it, and it was like it was what's the name of the first song on that record unholy confessions yeah so i wrote like i, I came up oh, i got a cool riff and i bring it in i start jamming out and and mclean's all that's that's that first jam on the <laughs> like years later, ten years later, I think that's that you know that that Avenged record, the first. I'm all fuck it, almost like the same chord changes. <laughs> the the blindly, the blindly that shit slip. happens all the time, man. You're writing something, yep. you know. It, it's good to have. It's good to have other people in the band because I, you know, I'll call out a lot of things, or you know, Matt will call something out, Brian, whoever's in there, and you come, you're like, I got this. And sometimes it's even just the melody. It's the riff is completely different, but you go like. Yeah, that sounds like Mac Michael Jackson's beat it, dude. We can't use that. <laughs> now, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I don't know if it was the last record, but maybe the record before. There was some pretty close to, you know, oh, we yeah. call, it, call it the riff where they're fucking, pull it over, pull oh, it totally. over. Yeah, absolutely. No, we, we went pretty, it was the album before, it was Hail to the King album. Uh, yeah. Rob had actually had said something in a couple of magazines about it. And, and when we got asked yeah. about it later, we're like, uh, they're like, are you offended by that? And I'm like, no, we know Rob, it's fine. Like he has his opinion on it. doesn't, and we're not denying it. Yeah. We, we very much wear influences on our sleeves sometimes. And yeah, we, we, we took a little bit of stuff that, that we've grown up on and really loved. And we're just like, yeah, here you go. This is a song that, that we, yeah, we're going to pay tribute, you know, and fucking. Um, count, count, man, man, man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, if you're going to do a song, you know, some tribute, you know, sad, but true is a pretty good one too. Yeah. It's not going to be song four from, you know, the thin Lizzy, you know, B side. It's not going to be one that nobody knows. <laughs> well, yeah. And then Lars came out and we've, we have a relationship with, with the guys in Metallica um, then and now. And Lars came out and was just like, yeah, it's uh, it's really flattering. Um, there's 12 notes and only so many beats you can play in, in the music. So yeah, for sure. <laughs> what are you going to do? <laughs> but yeah, uh, I wanted to talk about a, other couple things, especially um, your time with, with machine head. We were already into um, in 2018, you um, had to step away. Um, it seems to me that uh, you were having some health issues. Is that correct? Or was there some other underlining issues? <laughs> there was, yeah, there was no health issues. Oh, okay. Now, it was, uh, it was the end of a, it was the end of a marriage, you know, so it was just time to get divorced. Gotcha. It was, it was 16 years of, you know, awesome times, did some amazing things, wrote some, you know, amazing records and had some amazing experiences and, uh, it just wasn't anymore. It was just time to move on. So, uh, I, I quit in September Dave quit the next day and uh, we, we had a tour lined up, a States tour. So we, I was hoping that they would get somebody to replace me, but then Dave quit. So it's just like, I, you know, either we had to honor the tour. Mm -hmm. So we honor the tour. Pretty awkward. Uh, we finish it imagine. up. I asked Joe at home, you know, it's, I've been gone. We had a, like a two year old kid at that point and Mara's been home. You know, we started the business. All right, I'm home. You know, it's over. And, so uh, she goes to the show. It was in the Santa Cruz Mountains. I'm not sure if you're familiar with the area, but so it's a windy road. I drive her home. She went to the show. She just gets hammered. She's in the pit, you know. She's you know smoking pot with randoms in the pit, you know, and just goes <laughs> up the balcony. And she's throwing up on my cousins and stuff, and you know, just violently ill after the show. It's like I'm saying goodbye. 16 year career saying, where's my wife? I can't see her. I don't, you know, so they wheel her backstage right after the show on a road case. Just, I can't get up. You know, it was, it was amazing. It was the best. It was the best, you know, that's a great right. send off. That's a great. Send -off. Yeah. Take, I take, take her home. You know, she wakes up the next morning. So hung over. All right, baby, I'm home. I look at my phone and there's a text from Carrie King going, Hey man, uh, can you learn 19 Slayer songs and be out here in a couple of days? Gary's got to go. 
that so that so that I was gonna ask about how that came out too. Like you filled next, in for Slayer the next day. That's she's still hungover from the night before, and I dropped the phone on the bed. I think it's did, did I read it wrong? You know, did he mean maybe, or did it's like no, we need you here now and. So uh, that was on a Sunday. Monday, I go pick up my machine head gear out of storage. And on Tuesday, I'm on a plane out to Germany learning 19 Slayer songs. Wow. And how was, I mean, how was that going from machine head to Slayer shows? I mean, what, what, was, what was the big difference, I guess? Not, you know, awkwardness aside from your last show to the new show in Germany. How was, how was that change of pace for you? You know, man, it was, I'm going from... Uh, some serious esteem issues in my playing and my worth in the industry and just, you know, wondering where I am and like, am I worthy to be in a band and uh, going from that to one of the biggest metal bands in the world. And my heroes, the reason why I play heavy music saying, Hey, you're worthy. We want you to be here to take care of this spot. Taking, you know, Gary Holtz, a hero of mine from, you know, 35 years in the Bay area scene, watching this be this innovator filling some pretty big shoes, man. So I think that that Slayer experience saved my musical career to where it's like, and, and maybe saved me as a person in some sense, you know, just going, gotcha. Hey, you know, but it was cool stepping into, you know, that band and helping out. And, you know, I was part of their meet and greets and they really welcomed me as, as like, just not just kind of a fill-in, but you were just, you're part of Slayer for this bit. And um, I had some great experiences with some real people and, you know, the two camps operate completely different. You know, the machine hit camp, you know, totally pro. And, uh, but this is just a different, you know, a different world that I was stepping into. And Lamb of God's out there and Anthrax is out there and obituary guys are out there, man. I was just welcomed with open arms and, you know, tackled a pretty big, not really an obstacle, but, you know, just this thing that's put in front of you where you're like, okay, hey, dude. You're uh, you're filling in for Steve Harris. We need you to learn 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I do too well. <laughs> but you do it. You know, you would bear down and you do it. And you'd find that, you know, every musician probably has that within them. But it, it took that happening for me to kind of find that for me. You know, it's very interesting you say that um, in all honesty. Yeah, I mean, to be able to do that does kind of... Sh- I mean, it opens you up. You you get complacent for a little while, I guess, as a musician, you know, and it's hard to say, like, you know, you get to a point, you're really stoked, you get you get a certain amount of success. I mean, for you, you've been in the in the business for a lot longer than I have. And uh, that's not to show, show your age, that's to show your uh, legendary <laughs> status. Uh, but uh, <laughs> um, it's, you know, it's... It, you get to a certain point and then you get a little complacent sometimes. It's easy to rather. I don't know if it's the way for everybody, but you know, I could play anything in this genre. I don't need to learn anything more. You know, you get to that point and then something happens and you go, no, I, I, I still got work to do, you know, and, uh, and you rise into that challenge every time you accomplish it in some way, whatever that challenge is, is very uplifting um, I know that for myself, so I, I, I can sympathize with you a little bit there. Yeah, I've spent, you know, probably the last five years or so just really working on my technique and trying to become a better player. And, uh, you know, this this downtime is really, you know, I've opened up the home studio and really gotten into that. And recording yourself, man, you're your, your own worst critic. You know, it's of just course. like space bar, you know, command Z. Do it again, you know. <laughs> and then after you think it's done, you go back and you're like, oh, fuck. Oh, no. Solo that shit up. Double it. <laughs> it's been really good for me in that sense, too. And, you know, doing the BPMD project, you know, playing, being the only guitar player. And, you know, Rob played all the rhythms uh, for pretty much the whole time I was in the band. I come in and do my solos. And mm-hmm. uh, so not tracking rhythms for a bit and having the BPMD guys going, Hey, you're, you know, you're killer. Let's, you know, everything you're doing is great. So that was another kind of the first recording that I've done since, you know, since ending that previous band mm-hmm. that I'm trying to say now, the previous band. <laughs> <laughs> and so it was, it was good for me to record with them and have it. And that record just came out a couple of weeks ago and people were digging it and just lots of good things to say about the playing. And so it's all that shot in the arm and that positive reinforcement that, you know, I'm a, 17 year old 
emo girl sometimes, you know, <laughs> you just need to have that. Well, it's okay. Everybody, everybody has those moments for different reasons. It's okay to have them. Okay. I, I, I've had them too, people. Don't, don't, don't worry. <laughs> but you, uh, you already mentioned your wife, Marta, who I've known for a lot of years as well. Been uh, really good friends with the Bleeding Through guys. A lot of people might not know this about Avenged Sevenfold, but uh, before I was even in the band, Bleeding Through was, were, were one of the uh, bands that would take Avenged out. And then I got to know the Bleeding Through guys afterward. Um, and then when Marta joined the band and started doing keyboards for them, met Marta. Um, I mean, this goes back to shit, probably around the same time I met you or even a little bit earlier. Um, so how, how did you guys meet? And, you know, I, I, I read somewhere how you proposed, how did that all go down and how (laughs) you guys, how you guys living now? Uh, well, we met on tour. Well, I mean, we got together on tour. Mm-hmm. Hi. Hey, we're just talking about you right oh. now. Oh, hey, Marta. Oh, right on time. She's getting- <laughs> How you been? I know. I need the approval. What do you think? How's it going? Okay. Good. How are you? Hey. I love it. That's awesome. She's getting our sons. Hi. I'm Hi. Jessica. Hi, Jessica. Johnny. That's Johnny. We're doing uh, <laughs> Nice to meet you. Hey. hey. I think they're awesome. Is that, a bar- is that the bar at your house? Yeah, it is. Yeah, that looks good thank you <laughs> yeah i got to design our it bar, we did it we did a remodel at our house and my wife got the rest of the house but i got the upstairs bar so nice. i get to do the bar at you know the bar, the bar. yeah the, the 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 back the, the back lounge we were just talking about exactly. the back lounge. <laughs> yeah yeah oh. phil's already got a uh a, a, a ditty for it for uh the next commercial so Cool. Well, you got to come up sometime and sign the drum. He's gonna jam with the Americans. I'm gonna be up. I'm gonna be up as soon as this as soon as this shit all goes back to a little bit more of normalcy here in California. I'm totally down. I'd love to. I I will have some drinks and play some sloppy ass bass. Perfect. (laughs) We got got a we got a Bon Jovi song waiting for you, man. Oh, wonderful. (laughs) Okay, so. Oh, oh, that's great. We're gonna. I want to do Wolf here. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Yeah. And then I'll do Jaden here. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. All right. Meek. I love it. See you later. Good to see you. Thanks for stopping in. That was like perfect timing too. I was literally just asking you about your wife Marta, and she was hey. in. <laughs> so I, I met her at like the Metal Hammer Awards in 2007. And, you know, of course, hot girl, you're like, the, everybody, you know, everybody in the music industry knows who she is. Mm-hmm. Um, we end up taking Bleeding Through and Hate Breed out in 2010 for our last run of the Blackening. We've been on tour for almost four years on this record. And so this is our last headlining run and they're supporting. So uh, we get to know each other and uh, we end up hooking up towards the end. And it was just, I was just done. I was just, I'm done. I'm just played all my cards as a stupid, the worst poker hand I've ever played. It's just like, <laughs> I just, I, I'm in, I'm just in. So she made me work. She made me work for a bit. And, uh, she moved up, moved up here and got married. Not too soon. Not too long after that. What, what year did you guys get married? Got married in 2012. 2012. Okay. So you guys been together for, uh, longer than, no, There's- I got married 2014, so yeah, you, I got married two years later. Um, yeah. So, and you guys got uh, kids. Um, how's that? We do. Yeah. So um, I know under quarantine that can be a challenge. I have a three-year-old son. <laughs> uh, how have you been? How have you guys been getting through it? Um, and uh, what have you guys been doing? I mean, it's good and bad, right? You get to spend a lot of time with your kids, but then at some point you're like, it's a little too much. Listen, man. You know, I might catch a lot of shit for this, but my son can be a real dick. <laughs> How old is your son? He's going to be four next month. Okay. So his name is Wolf, and he's a wild, wild kid. You know, he's just, he doesn't listen. He's just does, he's just going to do it, get down. You know, he's just going to finish what he's going to do and then come down. Uh, awesome, beautiful kid, you know, but it's, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot. So our daycare is, we still, we're all, fuck it. She's open. You're still going to daycare. <laughs> you still need money through private. Because we can't do shit. I can't pick up a guitar, dude. I can't pick up a guitar 
without him just losing his shit and grabbing it and just like, no, Dada, that's too loud. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, I understand. They have, they have, they have opinions pretty early on, man. It's pretty fucking hard to deal with. I, I, my son's three and a half. He's going to be, he won't be four till February. So they're only, they're not that far apart. Yeah. Yeah. Just a half year or so. Yeah. What's your son? My son's name's Franklin. It was my, it was my wife's maiden name and we could call, and we could call him Frankie that way. Oh, cool. I like it. Yeah. He's going to have a cool Avenge name. You know, Frankie, Frankie, anything would be cool. Exactly. I mean, when we, when we're ready to pass the torch down, maybe we'll be like one of those. Cause all the guys of the bands, we all have, uh, sons. So we're like, uh-huh. all right, when we're ready to pass the torch, we'll, we'll, we'll pull a guar on it. You guys can start wearing makeup and you'll be the <laughs> new, uh, the new Avenged. Right. Even follow whatever Kiss is going to do. You can kind of do the same thing. Too, yeah, you know? the kisses, Kiss, Kiss, Guar, they all did it. It's awesome. <laughs> Just whatever their character. So I like yeah, I, so it's. I know it's been challenging. Obviously, as you said, and the and then the kids stayed in. Uh, your kids stayed in daycare, and that's so you could get some work done. I totally understand that. Each each their own. They have to figure out what they're going to do during a pandemic and lockdown. Uh, what are some of the other things you were doing to pass the time? I know you stayed busy playing guitar. You're doing all these quarantine jams, uh, BBMD, getting that record out. Um, but like more more along the lines of passing the time to entertain yourself. Any books, shows, movies, podcasts, even like what have you been doing for entertainment? Well, I mean, I, I have to say that I'm I my band violence is back together. We immediately went back into violence after I left machine head and we're recording uh, a new record. We've been doing shows bunch got this year. So I've got a new brash record that I'm writing. And, um, but as far as like leisure stuff, uh, I golf. So I try to get out and golf. Um, but not a lot of time for, for shows, you know, after the kid goes down, then we have maybe an hour. Or so, you know, I'll catch it up before you got to get to sleep because you know that yeah. you know they're going to be up bright and early for you. Not this morning, man. And he crawls and sometimes he's up at like three and just sleep walks in, you know, and go back, you know, just broken sleep. It's like you're, I haven't, one thing I haven't done and not for any other reason than, you know, I, I go through streaks of not drinking mm-hmm. and I haven't drank since, since the shelter in place. So I'm, over three months without a drink right now. Wow, and you must not- feel like a million bucks. You probably feel a lot better than me. I did quite the opposite. Quarantine happened. I said, sweet baby, <laughs> I got no one to look good for. Let's let's put on some poundage <laughs> and drink some beers. <laughs> and then I started doing my show live and I was like, oh yeah, I'm looking pretty plump. I better, <laughs> I better break it down a little bit. I'm carrying that COVID-19 as they say. So you need that filter. There needs to be a COVID-19 filter. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Brandon, why don't you have that for me? Make me look a little thicker over there. Yeah, so so been- that's, that's great. So I, I, golfing and then I, I can completely sympathize with the, uh, you only got about an hour to watch something that isn't a child uh, yeah. thing. But um, did you ever get into podcasts? I mean, you're on a podcast right now, so I kind of have to ask. It's like, it's like being on no. Soap Opera Digest and being like, oh, I don't listen to, I don't watch soap operas. You know, so. I haven't, you know, I haven't, I haven't, I, I like, I'll listen if somebody puts up one that has somebody that I, that I like, but if we, her parents live in uh, Idaho, so we'll drive there and it's about a 12 hour drive. And uh, so she put on that, that Dirty John, you know, oh, yeah. uh, and that was pretty cool. And I like them. I just don't, when I'm in my car, I, that's my time. Yeah. I don't even listen to music in my car. You know, it's just like everybody just shuts fuck up. <laughs> you know, that's where I go to violence practice and everybody's fucking loud, you know? And it's, so it's, uh, and I, I, uh, what was that? The, the, the Indian guy who's in jail for murdering the, the Asian girlfriend in high school, Saeed something, the cereal. Oh. I yeah, yeah, that, yeah, I guess. Oh, oh, is that what? Okay, yeah, I listened to that a few years ago. Um, Arion or something like that. Arion, yeah, so yeah, yeah. So I listened to that one, and they're interesting, but I just don't. I don't fucking have the time, man. Yeah, <sighs> no, I get it. So for me, I started getting into podcasts a couple of years ago, um, kind of right at the same time I started this. Or actually, I guess it's only been a year. Shit, um, I started getting into podcasts because. It was an escape from music. Because, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. you know, it's like, all right, uh, we're still talking about music. A lot of things I listen to are music, comedian, and wrestling-related, professional wrestling-related. Oh, okay. So, I mean, and then, like, our mutual friend Chris has his podcast, Talk is Jericho, and he's, like, he's been doing it for, 
uh, almost as long as Joe Rogan, it seems. You know, I, yeah, Joe Rogan's the the godfather. Then there's got to be like three Jerichos. There has to be three of him, <laughs> dude. He's he's everywhere you look, and it's amazing. And he's do and and it's quality in each each thing too. It's like it's not like like this. Like his show takes a dip because he's got to be at a dynamite showing on on Wednesday night. You know, like I don't know if you watch any of that professional wrestling, but uh, it's it's awesome to watch him. I watched the WWE because he came to town and I brought my kid one time, and then we started watching it. We got into it because of him and uh, met uh, met Baron Corbin. You know, and he's he's kind of a metal guy too, and he's been super cool with the kids. And oh, that's um, right. So we go when it comes to town and keep the dudes and. Uh, so it's fun, but like I, it looks like the all elite stuff that he's doing right now seems pretty cool. But man, I don't have the time, and my kid's fourteen now; he's not really into it anymore. You know? uh, so yeah, he's right in that neither world. He'll come back at some point. That's what happens. Like the neither world of teen years, you find some other entertainment, maybe girls, maybe whatever it might might be, and uh, you stop watching wrestling for a little while, and then it becomes nostalgic, and you get right, right. back into it. <laughs> at least that was my experience. Right. Now, I went once way back in the day. I want to say it was like maybe 1987, and we saw Roddy Piper and Macho Man and and Coco Beware and the Honky Tonk Man. Uh, and Throwing out know, some real names there with Coco Beware. That, that heyday, you know, a Ricky Dragon Steamboat was in the cage match or something like that. Fuck yeah. And then I saw how, you know, how phony it was, and I'm like, this ain't even, it's like big shocker to my home. <laughs> Even real, I felt all. I felt all just, you know, disenchanted. Hoodwinked. You felt hoodwinked. <laughs> I got. Out, I got to hang out with. Uh, I'm a big Phillies fan, and uh, so I got to hang out with some of the dudes after they lost the World Series to the Yankees, and I went back to their hotel after and partied. And but a couple of them were out front, and they were smoking cigarettes, and I was like, "Oh man, you know, Chase Utley smokes cigarettes, man." It was just like such a bummer, you know. He could pound in beers and everything would be cool, but it's like, really, man, you smoke? So that was just it was the same kind of thing. Finding out about wrestling being fake. You know? Yeah. Fuck. Well, that's the part that I kind of like about it. that's I, that's why I'm a, like uh, I am a wrestling fan. I like that it's a uh, it's kind of like soap opera for guys. Yes. You know, like, I love it's it. like there's a great storyline, but. And four guys, they'll always have something hilarious in there too. You know, like that's that's the shit that I really love—the really over-the-top shit. Right, Kevin <laughs> Owen, a lot of those guys. You believe them so much that, like, that's how they really are. You know. <laughs> so you you mentioned that you uh, were able to take your family out to some of these uh, wrestling events. Um, uh, these days, I mean, as you kind of touched upon it a little bit, just with, on the quarantine side of things, but. Um, how did, how are you feeling about raising a family in the in the given climate societal climate that's going on right now, or what approach are you going to take to it? You know, moving forward. Well, you know, we're we found our social bubble, and uh, you know, we do a Taco Tuesday every other Tuesday, and and we have people that come over. We keep it outside. We keep it respectful on how everybody's feeling. Uh, you know, we're. It's hard to believe a lot of what you read or what you don't read or, you know, there's just, we're just trying to be kind of like how we treat everybody in real life is in real life. Uh, <laughs> just in general, it's just, you know, just be respectful. You know, uh, we're wearing the masks when we're supposed to, or, you know, we're, we're being clean. We're, we're keeping everything down and we're uh, still trying to maintain some source of, some sense of being social with our, with our group and with our core. And that's why, you know, even doing these collab jams and reaching out and recording with people, it's still reaching out, you know, you and I connecting and, and, you know, it's just chatting off, offhand. It's just like this whole other, all these other avenues are opening up and communication and stuff. And it's where I think that when everything does open up, you know, it's going to be even all that more joyous and positive and, you know, all these things, happening again you know because we've talked about you know dude we got to go golfing or we need to hang out we're talking about jamming here, you know? yeah things happen all really positive i think yeah absolutely and we will get to those things absolutely i mean i'd love to golf i i did i i will have to admit you did 
you did send me in a text message. It was a little disappointing, like, much like you said for the wrestling and for the guy smoking cigarettes. It was a little. Dis- you said you stay sober when you golf, and I'm just like, for me, oh. <laughs> it's a little disappointing, man. I mean, I don't mean? golf without drinks. <laughs> they go hand in hand, you know. <laughs> I belong to. Uh, I used to belong to a uh, a monthly club, a men, uh, men's club, golf club, and we we golf all over Northern California. And we had our major tournament was in Reno, you know, so that would be our two day tournament. And, you know, people, people get to get away from their wives and stuff like that. And so I would usually take people out to, you know, this is my single days. I would take them all out. I knew the guy at the titty bar up there. So we go to the strip joint and it'd be like, I'd look at who was in front of me on the leaderboard from the, from day one. I'd go raspberry commie, raspberry commie, double raspberry commie for you. <laughs> These guys just hammered maybe all puking on the course the next day and just you, you fell just, for so it. you're just out there trying to take advantage so you get like the higher ranking on the tournament i see you man. In, in that sense but for me man golf is it's so fucking hard anyway that i i would have a tendency to maybe throw some clubs if i got drunk and just you know it, it, i'm just trying to save money in that sense oh okay you're trying to save money i understand i was gonna say wait what's the problem with throwing the clubs in <laughs> anger when you're drunk on the course <laughs> <laughs> now for me i just have i i just started golfing for real last year and it's so my my game's trash anyway it's not it's not gonna get and and, and and i'm good with it as long as i i just keep pace if i lose the ball cool whatever it's, i'm just gonna keep pace and have right. some drinks and and shoot the shit with some friends while you're outside it's something to do it's fun you know yeah keep up yeah so i was, go I was, supposed, to, I was supposed to go off with matt i want to say maybe a year ago him and uh, Darren from Steel Panther and Squiggy from the from the uh, festivals, they had something lined up, and I, I had to get I had to get back. But you know, we'll have to get down to play. He lives on a course, don't he? Yeah, yeah. He he lives on a a, a course down in Palm Springs area. Um, I'm across oh, the street from the course here in Huntington. <laughs> yeah, it's too far for you, but you could come to Huntington. It's not quite as far. Um, yeah. <laughs> all right, man. Well, I think that's that's about all the time I'm going to take yeah. of yours today. But uh, no thank worries. you again for being on the show, and thanks for reconnecting and letting me be on that awesome cover with you, man, uh, for uh, uh, Ace's What the Hall. hell's going on over there, man? I, that sounds like my son downstairs getting into some shit. Respect. That happens every time. You When you do a podcast at your own house and your family's around, it's going to happen. It's real life, man. <laughs> hey, thanks for having me, man. Yeah, J-O-H-O-H-O-I. thanks a lot, man. All right, tell the fam I said hi. Talk to you soon, man. Be well. Later. See ya. And that'll just about do it for this week's episode of Drinks with Johnny. Thank you again so much for checking out the podcast, listening to the end. I'm about to play you guys our version of Aces High by Iron Maiden. The Wheel Blocks, as we (laughs) dubbed ourselves, uh, did a cover. We did it from our own homes, our own home studios, and sent it together. It was a lot of fun doing this. I hope you guys enjoy it. Uh, Make sure, again, that you're following us everywhere on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Go to drinkswithjohnny.com. There's some exclusive merch there, as well as my signature base. If you order that there and you get something, please, you know, tag us, send it to us, uh, DM us, any anything. When you're unpacking the item, when you're wearing the item, when you're using the item, whatever it might be, send us a video, a picture, some kind of comment about it. We'll be sure to reshare that for you and really appreciate it on the .com as well. If you sign up for the newsletter, you're going to get 20% off anything there, as well as a newsletter that I put out weekly, written by yours truly, and uh, <laughs> of course, gone through by somebody else, because I will have terrible typos if I just do it by myself. So you'll get that. Um, and, you know, as you so you know, this is not money that's like going straight into old Johnny Christ's pocket. I have a team that's helping me do a great job of putting these shows together for you. So... If you want to support the show, that is a simple way to do it. You get something in return. There's going to be a lot new, a lot more new items coming out. Sorry, easy enough for me to say. Um, and so just keep following us. Keep signing up for the newsletter. Everywhere you go, Drinks with Johnny. It's easy enough. Put it in your Google search if you don't understand everything else that I'm telling you right now. And make sure you're subscribing right here on the podcast as well as the YouTube channel. Really appreciate you guys' support. I'm having a blast doing this, and I hope you guys are enjoying it, uh, listening to it and watching it as well. Um, and as always, till next time.
Cheers.
Hey everyone, this is Tuck from Fit for a King in Off-Road Minivan. Every week I bring you fun interviews alongside your favorite metalcore entertainers with my new podcast, Get Tucked. Join me every Monday with bands like Counterparts, Crystal Lake, like Moths to Flames, and many more. We play unsigned and undiscovered bands, deep dive into each artist's history, and of course provide the greatest breakdowns in current metalcore. Tune in to Get Tucked every Monday, out now through Sound Talent Media. Hi, this is Chad Nicefield. And this is Justin Press. We're the host of Making Waves, the Shiprock Podcast, a part of the Sound Talent Media Podcast Network. We're inviting you to sail away with us on an epic journey in musical enlightenment. Every week, we bring you only the best artists in rock music and discuss everything from the cruise to the stage to the saga of being a professional recording artist. We'll have lots of special guests along the way, so tune in every week. Your stateroom is available every Monday morning, so welcome aboard. <laughs> 